Hi, Andrea. <laughs> Hi, Ayel. How are you? Welcome. Really good. Right now, good. Good. <laughs> yeah. So I thought maybe we can start way back when I just met you at school, at, in the school. Mm -hmm. And we had this little chat uh, about those people that we can't talk ah, with them. Yes, I remember. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I tell just me where you were when, when I just met you. Okay. Related to those um, hot topics, conversation, conversation about COVID, conversation about climate. Mm -hmm. what, was, what, is, what was in your interest at that time? Oh, um, so at that time, I think COVID was pretty fresh. It was probably around June, I would say. No, it would have been after that. Because I met you at school, so it would have been, I don't know, maybe like September-ish. So COVID was pretty fresh and everyone was still really like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um... um and I think for me, I was just, I was just feeling very lost. I was feeling like I wasn't really able to talk to anyone about things. Um, or very few people, I would say. I wasn't able to talk to my partner about it because we have de like different views in regards to it and his... Regards way. to COVID? Yeah, to COVID, but also to like lots of other things. Um... Can you say about what? Um, yeah, so we had different views around feminism. We had different views around things like vaccinations. Um, uh, I think different ways of looking at the world. Um, and I just, and I felt... conversation with him, how did they uh, go because of those different views? It was hard to talk with him? It was very hard to talk. I felt very unable to talk to him about these things. Um, you, I'd say, you tried and didn't work or didn't listen? Yeah, I think it was a combination of a few things. He has a very kind of aggressive way of talking about things that are, that he has very strong views on. And... That was a big trigger for me. So I would instantly be feel defensive. I would shut down. I would feel like I wasn't able to engage in any kind of conversation with him. Um, unless it was something that we agreed on. So if it was something that I felt um, safe to talk to him about, that I didn't feel like I was going to be attacked for it or... Um, yeah, then I was able to talk to him about these things. But with things that we disagreed on, it was the complete opposite. I couldn't talk to him about it. I just, you know, I would try. But then I would just feel it would always end up the same. It would just be him. Would He would just end up talking at me and I would just sit there and And is this is the aggressiveness you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So he... He has a lot of things that he wants to say, and so he will say them. And so, and like we've also talked about this as well how I like one way to help me to engage in these conversations is to first of all ask me questions because he never used to ask me questions. He would just keep talking and talking and talking <laughs> and just kind of expect me to, to chime in and to say what I wanted to say, but I wasn't able to because I didn't feel like I was given the space to talk. Do um, you think he tried to convince you what in, or he tried to express his, like he was, he needed to express something, why he was keep talking and talking? Yeah, well, the way he describes it is that he was trying to make me see from a different perspective. So maybe in a sense he was trying to convince me, but just going about it in a very like non-effective way. <laughs> um, and, and I when think... You, and when you say he, he were aggressive or the way he speaks, what, what mm -hmm. do you mean? Can you explain the aggressiveness? 
What is it? Aggr- what what is it? How how it looks like when he is aggressive? <laughs> okay, so he gets louder. He gets bigger. Uh-huh. He gets um. You know, like there's just more power that kind of coming out of him. I would say it's almost passion too. Passion. You know, it's like. I can see in him that this is something that means a lot to him and he's just very expressive and very passionate about it. But that that kind of bigness that that power was very very triggering for me, especially coming from a man. So um it would always make me feel very small and very um like I just wanted to hide. I just wanted to run away and not engage in that conversation anymore because it was just too intense for me to go there. So he expresses a lot of energy, a lot of passion, mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. which also kind of, there is a th- thin line between between passion and, and aggression. Yeah, it's like absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and then it um, pulls pull you back to kind of an old place childish yeah. maybe situation Definitely. feeling like this with, with men mm-hmm. yeah how, how, how is it for you for him did, did you t- ever ask him how is it for him to not to be able to talk with you about things like that if he's so passionate about them he's so engaged right. with those things like how is it for him um i don't know if i've ever asked him specifically to be honest but i mean i definitely know that he feels Um, I want to say kind of self-conscious about it now because now after we've done a lot of work and we've kind of spoken about this a lot, I can see him like in his mind kind of pulling back from that from that passion. He's kind of like reeling it in because he knows that it's triggering for me and I know that he's really trying to not to not be that way when we are talking about something that's very um it's very heated um so yeah i think there is some level of self-consciousness but i've never really asked him specifically maybe that's something i should ask him <laughs> yeah somebody else he can talk with, with, with about those topics with other people not many I would say maybe like his his brother, maybe his mother, maybe, but but you know it's hard to do that when you're on Skype calls for you know on a time limit for yeah. because like one person is in a country where it's like twelve o'clock at night, <laughs> and then yeah. but yeah. So I don't think I like, he has. I like the link when you are doing between passion and aggression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, f- I, f- I feel you. I, I feel you're on something. Well, it's the same energy. Like it's the same. Well, I feel it the same anyway. Like I, I'm, I get triggered by both. Like it's to me, it's the same energy. But it's just, I guess it's just the intention behind it. Like passion is just, it's still fire. It's still, you know, raw power, but it's, it's, I guess, in a more loving sense. Whereas aggression is from anger, you know, like an anger. So and blaming but, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Blaming from, anger. from a place of anger, from a place of fear or, you know, defense or something. But the way I feel it, and I know that this is my thing because I've done a lot of work around this, it, it it's the same. <laughs> like, I feel it the same from other people. So, yeah. And is when when he's that aggress- aggressive slash passionate about um, a conversation, in, in a conversation about something like that, does it meet your passion too? Are you passionate about it? Or were you... Were you passionate about it before he started to show up and then you lost it? What, what do what you mean state, about... What was the state you were when, when you start a conversation and then you go back to kind of, oh, I don't want to be here. 
Like before Ooh. that, you were passionate like him? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, I think it depends on what it's about. Usually how it starts is me just talking about something. And maybe there is a bit of passion and I'm just expressing my view or um, maybe I get kind of like, you know, annoyed at things and then I kind of start to, you know, kind of go on a bit about it. And then that's when he will like, jump in and be like, but have you thought about this? No, 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 no. And then he'll start talking and he'll get himself kind of, you know, riled up and then he gets passionate. And then usually that's when I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so I don't know. I've never really thought about that. That's, that's something that's um, very good to observe next time is like how I was before before he gets yeah before I was or triggered before or before he, he was, gets to yes. that stage <laughs> yes because like if you're passionate about something and something alive in you and then mm -hmm. he takes the stage and start to express his passion about something mm -hmm. and then you're gonna kind of going you need to let go right retreat the the stage mm -hmm. you you also left with emptiness Mm -hmm. with you know like it feels it feels bad to like you wanted to express something then now you're stuck with it and now you're stuck with his aggression like you have mm -hmm. two things instead of one thing that you want to talk about now you have two things to deal with yeah from yeah and that's very true that's definitely how it feels sometimes it feels like I wasn't able to express what I wanted to initially express and on top of that I have to deal with like this aggressive energy as well so in, in the past, not so much anymore because I'm trying, but in the past, that's when I would just shut down and be like, I'm just not going to deal with any of it <laughs> and just like not engage anymore. Yeah. But these days I'm trying, I'm trying to stay present in those moments and, um, yeah, trying so not to shut down. So what made you change not to shut down I think um I mean when I met you going back to that was I knew I had known for a while that I had needed to talk to somebody about this I I knew that it was a problem within me that was affecting my relationships the fact that I wasn't able to have these conversations with people because I was so easily triggered and then yeah, that kind of avoidance tendency that I have was actually starting to be harmful in my relationship, but also to myself because I wasn't able to express. I wasn't able to say, speak my truth and to say what I needed to say. Um, so now when I remember our, our, this conversation, I remember you said at school, I remember you said, uh, they are not willing to listen. People are not, nobody wants to listen. So <laughs> I was I probably don't... talking about my parents, which that still stands true to this day. <laughs> but it sounds like, 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 like your partner too, in a way that you start, you bring up a topic and he gets over you, rides over you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With, with uh, not willing to listen. It's, it's, um, when you when you encounter that, this is what you feel. This is this is what you see too. It's it's true mm -hmm. at, at that superficial place when 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 we start. This is what you actually see. It's yeah. also true. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't think that my partner intentionally does it. I just think that he doesn't know that he's doing it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that Nobody was just knows. how. Nobody yeah, knows. exactly. Yeah, and I think. Like he, he doesn't want me to like retreat. He wants me to kind of stand up to him and to kind of meet him in that, in that energy. But I'm just not able to do that or just that way of approaching conflict or approaching these hot topic conversations is just not me. And I, that's not how I can communicate effect as best as I can. I can't in that space, like 
communicate properly. So if he does want to have a conversation with me around something that is heated, we have to keep it kind of level. I mean, like, I wish I could. I And I think it's something that I need to practice more of is kind of being a bit more forceful and being more like assertive in my in my words and in my in my views and and then just kind of practicing that because it's it's necessary like you need that you need to be able to stand up to people and say like no <laughs> or like I don't agree with that and why and you know I think it's a good skill to practice and you think he needs that from you like he actually said that I want you to to yeah, up? he has. He's, he's saying yeah. that. Yeah, he says like, not just from me. I think he just needs that from people, at least from like some people, and he gets that from like you know maybe some of his friends from back home. But what is this you... need? What 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 do you understand? What what he's looking for? <sighs> That's a really good question. What is he looking for? To meet him in the same energy, to speak more truths, to... I think it's the fire. I don't think it's that. I think he just needs that kind of fire, that passion and that aggression. For what? To bounce off of. Like... I think he thrives off that. Hmm. He thrives off that, like, energy, you know? Whereas I don't. <laughs> Quite the opposite, in fact. So, and like, you know, I've told him many times, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I, I can't be that person for you. Maybe it's time that you look for that in someone else. <laughs> that you, so you can still get that and you can still kind of have that need met. But... Is it mainly in this, those kind of conversation or he has this like in sport or I don't know, other areas in his life that he needs this kind of energy fire? Um, I think he needs it in like, in the sense of also like motivation and determination. So things like, um, being more career focused or like learning things, you know, people who are passionate about learning things and are really active in doing lots of stuff and, um, not so much in sport. I mean, it could be also because that in a sense is kind of. I guess it's kind of connected because you're still learning, you're practicing, you're training. And I just realized that, kind of... that we're kind of talking about him, which is not so good because um, <laughs> we kind of <laughs> can think about what he thinks, but it's super interesting. <laughs> I, can, I really want to meet him <laughs> and ask him those things, but maybe let's focus on you because okay. your answer about from you is like true and thinking about him, like we don't know, right? <laughs> okay. So I'm that's sorry. True. I was I was so interested. So I, I went there, but... Let's take no a step problem. Back. Okay. Spotlight on me now. <laughs> step back. Okay. Just so interesting those dynamics and and how we mm -hmm. one affect the other in the same in the dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a tango yeah. dance when we definitely one do a move and it triggers some other reactions and then the other Absolutely. person is triggered so he's saying something and it triggers the other person mm -hmm. yeah then... absolutely and so... i see that in many other aspects of our relationship too it's not just that there are some things that i really trigger him in <laughs> and then you know like so it goes back and forth it's like these it's exactly it. it's just the dynamics of a relationship and it's it's super interesting to kind of study that, especially when it's your own. <laughs> and, and about dynamics, one, one of the things that we often focus on the details mm -hmm. you know, about specific situations separately from the whole. And the whole right. is more the dynamics. It mm -hmm. happens here and it happens here and it happens here. So it's something bigger than exactly, exactly what he said or what you said at this at specific topic. Mm -hmm. But we're yeah. so drawn to the details and so drawn to the drama of what exactly or who is right and who's mm -hmm. wrong in the situation yeah. and what mm -hmm. I learned about the situation and not looking at the dynamic. And then now you say this same dynamic, I see it in other places. Can you say more about that? 
like in other parts of our relationship or in yeah. other parts of my life <laughs> whatever yeah whatever truth um i think well in terms of our relationship i definitely see that in um just in like different aspects of us you know like i i, I can't even think of anything right now um Okay, so for example, he is a very, um, because he is so driven, he is so focused, he is so like, you know, I'm going to do this and this and this and this, and I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, I'm going to do what I feel when I feel like it. <laughs> so in that sense, I really trigger him because he's like, why aren't you doing these things that you have to do? And I'm like, I don't feel like doing it right now. And he's like, but you have to do it, just do it. So, but then like, bad side of that for him is that he gets really stressed out all the time and then that's where I kind of come in and I kind of balance him out a little bit where I'm just like hey like let's just chill out a bit let's just like not do that and you know so there's like these dynamic things things that work and things where Let, we like let's say uh, define what what kind of dynamic we're talking about before we talked okay. about the dynamic that uh, um, you shut down when he's aggressive or passionate mm -hmm. Okay. There is another dynamic that we're talking about is the triggers dynamic, that one triggers the other. So now you're talking about the triggers dynamic or the shutdown dynamic? Um, I'd say probably more triggers in triggers. this case. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so there's the other, like the opposite is that you triggers him. Something in your behaviors touch him yeah. somewhere deep mm -hmm. and yeah. throws him off balance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, but then like I was saying, it was it's like there are things that we trigger in each other, but then there are the things that we complement each other in right. too. And so, yeah. you know, when we look at the relationship as a whole, it's like we see that too. We see that like, okay, yes, we have these things that we, <laughs> where we are very different, but we have these things like where we are different and we clash, but then we have these things where we are different and we work. And so... Super important. Yeah, absolutely. And it's important to kind of recognize both and kind of, you know, work on the things that you clash on, but then like find ways to work with that or, you know, whatever that means for you. If it's time apart, if it's, you know, just, you know, having separate lists of things to do and then you just do it in your own way at your own time and you don't tell each other about it until it's done, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and then there are the things that like work and then you you want to foster those things because those things are like, those are the nice things and they're, they're the things that you hold on to when you are in a difficult space. <laughs> with I really each like other. this differentiation you're doing between different plus clash and different plus work because mm -hmm. so often when we're different, we judge the other person for being different mm -hmm. and the whole conversation yeah. of having different opinions is being different. But mm -hmm. sometimes this difference works. Absolutely. Right? So this Absolutely. is just so beautiful to see that it's not because we're different, it's it's not working something else happening can you say mm -hmm. like think about what is the thing that makes these differences clash and these differences to work Ooh, <laughs> i think the things that make differences clash is where your approach to things are just so like on the opposite ends that they they don't work with each other. <laughs> so in our case, it's he's a very, you know, he likes to do lists and he likes to do things like step one, we do this, step two, we do this, step Organized. three, we do this. Yeah. Whereas like for me, it's just not like that. It's like, I'm just going to start here and see what happens. And I kind of so just go like with the flow. Like intuitive versus organized absolutely yeah like mm -hmm. so in some way like that's just us as people that is our like personalities he is an organized person and i am a disorganized person or intuitive person let's put it that way um so you know when it comes to 
those two personalities trying to work on a task together, sometimes they work and sometimes they clash, depending on what that task is, depending on what it it is, you know, like um, if it's things like planning a holiday, I mean, we definitely clash in that because he wants to have, you know, like everything booked. He wants to know where we're going. He wants to do lots of research. And I'm just like, I'm just going to spin a globe, put my finger on it and see where I go. And that's going to be it. And then we're just going to look, <laughs> we're just going to hope for the best. But at the same time, where we complement each other in that yeah. is that when we do go on a holiday, he knows what we're doing. He knows like where we're going. And that is valuable knowledge to have when you're in a place that you don't know where you're going to be. <laughs> um, so, but at the same time, like I want to be spontaneous and I want to be, you know, like, you know, I want to look at a place and be like, I want to go over there. And then like, you know, he, if like, he usually is okay with that. And then, you know, we go and we have a great time and it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know if that really explains your question, but that was kind of the best way I could try to describe it. But, but I wonder when you go to, to, to holiday and he plans it and you flow, go with the flow. Yeah. Can, can you see, can he see the value in go with the flow and let's go there and just be in the moment? Can he see the value in that? Definitely. Too? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so and he enjoys is, it. So this is not the clash. So this is the one that works. Or the clash yeah, went is... to became working. Yeah, the clash is more like the preparation stage for it. Mm, okay. So it's like, there's a lot of preparation that I hate doing. <laughs> I hate doing all the research and I hate doing like, you know, like writing lists about stuff we have to pack or whatever. But what are you clashing about? He asked you to do the preparation too with him? What is the problem? Um, yeah, I guess so. It's like he wants to do it together. He wants to do it. Like, you know, he wants to research things together Why? and he wants to like, I don't know, I guess it's just to get my input on things to kind of see what I want to do and kind of gauge what it is that I like and what I don't like. And then that way we can plan for the things that we do like and then You think he not maybe do the wants you to be happy and to make sure that you want Absolutely. to be angry about things later? Yeah, it comes from a good place. It comes from a place of wanting to have the best experience that we can. But yeah, it's just that preparation side that I really struggle with. And I always have. It's just me. Like, I don't... I don't know. It's just something about it that I'm just like, I don't want to. <laughs> but it is very valuable. And I also see that too. And I do put in an effort to like, you know, do that with him because I know that it is important and, you know, but I just do so sometimes reluctantly. <laughs> I really want to say advice. I, I hate to say advices, but I will say something shortly. Okay. <laughs> you, can you, can, check. you can give me advice. <laughs> you, you can check it, but it sounds like if you will empower him to take his own uh, decision and then you mm -hmm. empower it that you say, everything you choose will be fine with me. Mm-hmm. This might be just a, a fear from him that you won't be happy if he chooses everything mm -hmm. by himself or yeah. he doesn't know to choose well. And mm -hmm. no, so it might be some of part of the dynamic he's afraid to, to have. And then he's pulling you towards he, what he's doing. But if you really don't want to do that, you can empower him more. And you say, I'll be fine with everything, even if it will be wrong, this, this uh, restaurant. And even if we don't see exactly I'll, I decide that this is what I'm saying right now, that I'm, I'll trust mm -hmm. you and I'm, and I'm going to follow this plan with mm -hmm. my like, hey, stop here. Let's stop the bus. Yeah. I want to go down, right? Like with, <laughs> yeah. when he allows this, you can allow mm -hmm. the other thing. And then you have like, sounds like perfect yeah. Uh, balance. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. And I do feel like I try to do that because I am very much just to go with the flow kind of person. So... To me, it, it doesn't really matter what we do because I'm going to enjoy it regardless. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yes, good advice. And I I definitely like... Yeah, just, I, 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 I felt like I have to say that because it's like <laughs> so, so clear that like embracing the differences 
mm-hmm. and empowering each other in in their place in their in their um abilities this ability to say mm. stop here i want to go down and I, this is what i want to do this is amazing skill amazing mm-hmm. ability to do he mm-hmm. can't do that yeah right like he can't be in this moment in the moment and be so intuitive and say wow we need to do that and you know exactly what you want to do so this is amazing and his <laughs> skill to plan and say which bus we're going to take how much it's yeah. going to cost you know budget mm-hmm. stuff it's also very important Mm-hmm. So we, it's like it's really complimentary, like you said, and this is, this is mm-hmm. amazing. So how we take these two conversations, how we see differences in the conversations in the same, in the same eyes of complimentary view, how do we do that? Mm. Mm. How this aggressive energy complements your energy? Let's, let's, be, let's make it tough. <laughs> that is tough. I think how it can compliment me is it can force me out of my shell. You know, okay, there's a fine line because if it's too aggressive, then I do just shut down. And I know that. And even though I'm trying not to, it still happens. But one thing that I have kind of talked to him about was to say like if you do see that I'm just like not there anymore just ask me questions to get me back because sometimes I just yeah I feel that I can't talk because I don't have the space to talk but if you ask me and if you actually are interested in what I have to say then I will talk and I will come back if I can if not I'll be like I don't want to talk about it right now can we save this for another day but I am more likely to kind of get back into the conversation if you engage me. Right. So, so that so could de- be one way. So you you're know, describing like, how to deal with, how you're dealing with um, the situation when it's getting heated mm-hmm. and it gets aggressive for you and you see that yeah. you're shutting down, how to bring you back. But how it's supporting your relationship, how it's supporting the bigger truths when he has this skill, let's call it skill or ability, mm-hmm. and you have the other ability to shut down. If you see it as ability. Okay. This is a skill, this I... is a skill. Like, just like yep. with intuitive and, and planning. Okay. I think that um, as a whole, I think it helps us to kind of practice that, that we don't have. You know, like, I feel safe to be aggressive with him. So, and he can hold me in that aggression because he's cool with it. <laughs> he, he enjoys it almost, you know, he needs that aggression. So, so that's something that I can practice with him. And so that will help me to kind of take that out into the world. And, you know, if I need it, if I'm, the more I practice it, the better I get at it so that when I do need it, I can, I can be that, you know, I can be assertive and I can be more aggressive when I need to. Um, and vice versa, I think, you know, I'm giving him kind of like gentler communication skills <laughs> that he can practice with me. And then he can take that out into the world. And, you know, hopefully that will help his relationships deepen and, you know, or at least even recognize that, you know, if he's, if he is becoming aggressive and he does see other people, you know, kind of reacting, that he has a different way of speaking that might be more effective. And we kind of spoke about it, like when, especially at the beginning of our effective communication course, where we spoke about different ways of communicating and how it's important to to be calm and to be gentle and to approach these things in very gentle ways because they are very heated and they do cause a lot of emotions to stir and how much more effective it is to talk about these heated topics in this way of gentleness and compassion and genuine curiosity to what the other person feels and believes. Because from there, you know, that's where you kind of build that trust. And that's when you can 
you know, really start to have meaningful conversations around this kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's just one way that we kind of help each other in that sense with these two very different skills that we have. Great. That's really good. Um, tell me, tell me, um, how is it for you right now after like the pattern was shutting down and mm -hmm. how is it for you right now to, after the course, you did mm -hmm. eight sessions of uh, a few sessions one-on-one. -on -one. How is it for you mm -hmm. right now to this, the same situation, if you go back to the same situation or a different situation that open up for you, what, what has changed for you in terms of talking about hot topics? Um, I definitely still struggle with expressing, but I think what has been the biggest change for me is just the ability to stay present within myself. So even if I feel that I'm shutting down, I am still, I am, I know that I'm shutting down. I know that it's like, oh, like in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's happening again. And then I can try to, you know, kind of calm myself in that way. So I can, you know, take conscious breaths and I can focus on what the other person is saying from a non-judgmental lens of like curiosity. So when I feel that I, that I can't express myself, I kind of try to do that. I try to focus on what the other person is saying from a lens of curiosity and not from a lens of fear, which was a big thing for me, which was that shutting down kind of like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm going to cut you out because we have very different opinions and I don't ever want to talk to you ever again. <laughs> that was like what I used to be, but now I definitely, yeah. I mean, I still have a lot of work to do around it, but there's been a big shift in that sense within me of that being able to stay present. And what and is so... the internal uh, conversation you have? When, when you're being shutting when when you shut down in this kind of situation today what is what is what do you hear in your the voice in your your head I hear um, usually it's like oh shit here we go again <laughs> you know like okay like this is getting a lot I I definitely um, focus on what I'm feeling. So I feel my belly usually starts to get really like tingly and kind of, I start to feel a bit hot and, and, and that's how I know that I'm kind of in that trigger state. And, and then I just kind of tell myself to kind of breathe, just breathe through it. I tell myself that, like, don't take it personally. This is their reality. This is not my reality. Um, but of course, there's also like the little, the other side in there that's like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> like, you don't know what you're talking about. You suck. <laughs> so th those but old then... voices were before and now there is extra voices, like another layer on them. Yeah. So it's almost like, it's like that voice, that judgmental voice that's kind of like going off. But then consciously I'm trying to override those voices with things like breathe, just feel what you're feeling, you know, that's their reality, not my reality. Those kind of like little mantras that I tell myself to kind of help myself to be in the moment and then to but also still trying to listen to what they're saying it, but it just helps me to listen from, you know, a non-judgmental place as opposed to that judgmental place where I'm like, ah, you suck. Yeah. So yeah. You suck. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to talk anymore. Let's, let's end this conversation. So you're exactly. engaging the conversation, you're staying in the conversation and you're working on, mm -hmm. on yourself to be mm -hmm. able to listen and, and to open yourself to the other person. Amazing. Yeah. And like, if I can, then 
I can ask them questions, you know, I can, I can probe them more to be, to, you know, to find out more about what they, what they mean or what their beliefs are. And then that gives me that understanding, that deeper understanding of where they're coming from. But that's definitely something that I am working on right now because that's, that's the hard part for me is just to even speak when I'm in that state. So so let's yeah. talk about now about the feminism because you did such an amazing work with that. So, mm, so inspiring. Yeah. Ex exactly what you're saying now with being able to listen, be with the triggers and keep mm -hmm. asking and probing uh, about that. So can you say mm -hmm. um, what your view about feminism before and then what's happened in this conversation that, and what, what happened to you? Okay. Um, okay, so before I think I had a very like, um, let's say traditional view of feminism, what people would think feminism is, you know, what you see on TV, you know, protests and, you know, um, burning bras. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, like protesting for equal pay and, you know, like wanting, um, you know, freedoms in society and equality and, you know, equal opportunity and that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's, that hasn't really changed now. I still want all those things for us, but I think now my focus on wait, feminism wait, so, is... So wait. Oh, okay. And just to complete the picture of that, there was a lot of anger related to that. Yes, there was definitely a lot of anger, a lot of anger towards men um and we need and to towards... fight them we need to fight back to get what it's ours something like that can you say something yes. about that this kind of thinking um, process yeah i guess my thinking around it was that it wasn't our fault that we had no response like as women you know it's not our responsibility to change it is men's responsibility to change because their behavior was the problematic one um not women's women just want to be equal to men and to be treated like men and to be seen like men um you know so and if that is the case if we were seen equally then then it's not our responsibility like what am I trying to say? I, I lost it. <laughs> um, I think that the, 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 the thought you, you have, you had around that, like it's not our fault and men should change. The problem is pretty much men and men should change because they did the problem. And now it, we pretty need, much yeah. uh, to be equal. Now the change should be equality. How you say it? Equality. Yep. Equal equality. Equality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, essentially that was it. It was, I wanted to be equal. I wanted to, um, you know, for women to be, to have the same opportunities as men, to be paid the same as men, to be respected the same as men. Um, but yeah. And then that you went men. into the fire and asked hard <laughs> questions and you, you yes, worked I did. say, absolutely, so absolutely. And, you know, a lot of these things still stand true. I still do want, you know, respect for women Definitely. the same way that there is respect for men. I think that's a huge part of it. Huge. Um, but it's the way that we go around it or the way to get there is just different from what I was believing and what I was um doing before you know instead of now instead of blaming men I understand that men are just as much a part of um men and women both are just as much a part of the problem and we both have um, things that we have to work on we both have to change as a collective and we have to um, embrace a lot of the differences that we have because that's what makes us us you know us <laughs> and 
yeah, I think there's just a lot of healing on both sides that has to happen. Men have suffered from the patriarchy and the systems in place just as much as women have. And I see that now. And I didn't see that before. Before I just saw like men were bad and women are good. But now I see like it's so much more complex than that. And in fact, the suffering runs much deeper within, you know, everyone. Everyone has work to do around this. So, yeah, it changed a lot. <laughs> and I have a lot more compassion now for men, you know. I Now I am, like, very much interested in what their struggle is in relation to feminism and how... Feminism can be a way to heal not only women, but to heal men too. And that's that was probably the biggest perspective shift that I had throughout that, that journey. Yeah. Yeah, the interview <laughs> and the processing that I did around it. So, yeah. For me, it was super interesting to hear him saying... Um... The, the, uh, the guy that you interviewed uh, to hear him saying um, that he is being attacked by all the naked women in the advertising uh, like, I know I thought, me like, too this is what men I want, was shocked right like like men want that like men want to see boobs outside all the time but he said no I'm feeling mm -hmm. attacked like when I, I went to travel in Iran or where was it Lebanon uh, yeah it was Iran Iran he felt so safe for the first time everybody's covered and no sexuality all mm -hmm. the time. It was so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. Me too. And, you know, the first time I oh, kind of heard that, I was... Did you do something? Oh. No? Uh-oh. Oh, now it's okay. Hello? No, it's okay. okay. Yeah. So, I know, for me, that was a big kind of revelation too because I had never... I mean, first of all, I probably never asked any man about that, about how they feel about sexuality and women's sexuality and like all the sexuality that we see around us. Um, so, yeah, so for me, that was equally as like eye opening. And, you know, this is just one person's perspective. I and I always keep that in the back of my mind that, OK, this is just him. It, but it would be very interesting to see and to listen to other men's perspective on that too. You know, like, does it bother other men that sex is in their face all the time? Do they feel or do they even notice? I don't know. Like, less energy because of that, because a lot of their focus is going into, you know, like arousal and... um being stimulated sexually, but not because they want it, just because it's in their face all the time, you know? So I don't know. These are things that I'm like super interested about now that that interview kind of happened. What else now my shock shocking for you or new for you to hear when you spoke with him? Um... that and this took me a long time to kind of accept and to really understand what he meant but that the way that women are going about fighting the feminist fight is wrong right. when I first heard that I was like what nah! you know like I was angry I was like what do you even know like you don't know shit, blah, blah, blah. I got very defensive. But then, you know, as I kind of listened and I, you know, as I reflected a lot on what he was saying and also as I did like my own research and kind of, you know, listened to other speakers and stuff and I realized that actually he was right. You know, like the whole fighting fire with fire kind of um, idea is just not working. I mean, like, it is to 
to a degree that we are making people aware of certain issues and we are making people accountable for certain issues. So things, for example, like the whole Me Too movement, which I think was really powerful in the sense that it brought to light the um, the behavior and how the kind of... Is. Yeah, exactly. One from one. And how accepted it is. Um, within these kind of industries and from powerful men, you know, this behavior from powerful men. And I think that is really important. But now is there has to be a different way to go about it to change, you know, the, to change men's idea of what it means to be a feminist or what it means to be masculine or whatever. I believe that we as women have a lot of power in that, especially when we are able to communicate effectively, <laughs> you know, when we are able to use this gentleness and that, that softness and um, that sensitivity and that intuition I think that is how it's we can really like make changes towards men. I think that's how we can really at least start opening up these conversations around these things, around these difficult topics and also around, you know, how women are treated. And, you know, I think opening up these conversations to men, especially to to get their perspectives, but also for them to hear our side of it in a way that is not aggressive, in a way that is not confrontational, because I think a lot of men are very susceptible to that aggression too. And as soon as they feel it, they're going to bounce back with just as much aggression, if not more. And that shuts down the conversation. And there's, you know, we can't learn from each other in that way. So to change it and to switch it up and to to approach it with more love and more gentleness, I think that is how we can use our power as women to really make change and to from the bottom up, you know, it starts from like the people you know, the people you love, your children, your boys to your lovers, to your family. And then that, it's like that ripple effect, you know, like it starts small, but it, it, it translates out and it keeps going and it keeps going. And then, you know, it takes time. But I think the more that, the more women that can do that, you know, the, the further those ripples can go. Mm -hmm.